Welcome to Redefining the Good Life, the podcast that calls BS on the rat race of modern life and helps you finally have the courage to go after your dreams. I'm your host, Aishan Karaduman, aka The Omnivorist. I'm a life coach and functional nutritional therapy practitioner. Using a blend of mindset tools and ancestral nutrition, as well as understanding just what it means to be human today, I'm here to help you change the trajectory of your life. Another future is possible, my friend. Welcome on board. Hey guys, I've missed you. Hope you're doing well. Today I have a very important episode for you. I'm going to teach you something that can be considered a superpower, which is what to do when life offers you lemons, when you feel like shite. Now, one of the biggest tools that life coaching can add to your toolbox is how to feel all your emotions and especially learning what to do with your big negative emotions. You've heard me say this before, life is always 50-50, meaning 50% of the time we have positive emotion and 50% of the time we have negative emotion. And the point of working on yourself, working on your mindset, learning emotional responsibility is not that you no longer have shitty moments anymore. Okay, sorry if I'm bursting your bubble here. But it's more about what you do when you feel that way. That's what makes the real difference. Because your ability to handle any emotion will make all the difference in your life. It's going to make the difference between going after the life you want, taking risks, and, you know, unless we take risks, we don't risk having what we want, um, between that or staying small, avoiding risk, being afraid, and really never realizing our full potential of, um, of what can be and what we can be. And I also want to say that, yes, everybody can learn this skill, okay? Everybody can learn processing their emotions. I don't care what you've been through. I don't care, you know, how broken you might feel right now. This definitely is something that this is a skill set we can all develop. We have the hardwire, like, or the hardware, if you will, um, to do that. Okay. And of course, once again, the how to isn't that hard, but as with all good things in life, um, it does take a lot of, uh, uh, it does take a lot of practice and a lot of trial and error. So if you're anything like me, your emotions, can sometimes be like a tsunami, like threatening to take you under their force. They can be really overwhelming, um, like take your breath away kind of thing. And sometimes they're not that strong necessarily, but there are lots of moments in a day where we feel something unpleasant, something we wish we weren't feeling. And this also doesn't have to be a really um, difficult feeling, like it could even just be boredom. I feel like in this day and age, we have so many distract- distractions at our, um, at our disposal that we've become super scared to even be bored for five minutes. So why is it so important to learn what to do 
um, in those moments of uncomfortable emotion. Now, the problem is what we do when we don't know how to process it, like what we do in reaction to it. Because when we don't know how to process those unpleasant emotions, we really um, end up, you know, acting in a way that we regret like 90% of the time. So it could look like, you know, you know, being like, you know, yelling at the top of your lungs because you just got super annoyed at your kids, or it can be what you do when you're trying to distract yourself in all kinds of ways. So for example, let's just say you had a little argument with your partner and you just stormed off to, to the next room and you just find yourself like reflexively without even thinking about it, reaching for your phone, just mindlessly checking your emails, maybe going into, you know, Instagram or TikTok and scrolling. And, you know, before you know it, it's been like half an hour and it's like you were sucked into a vortex. And when you kind of realize and you remember what happened earlier, you're really still feeling just as shitty as before and just as mad as before. And now you're even more emotionally exhausted after being sucked into your screen. Or maybe, you know, you go into the kitchen and serve yourself a glass of wine to take the edge off. Or you start downing the candy that the kids brought home from the birthday party, you know, what have you. So what you do in reaction and in resistance to the emotion is almost always going to derail you. It's going to drain you. It's going to take you off the road to where you want to go. It'll keep you from showing up as the person you want to be. So it becomes this like really vicious cycle that's shitty for your self-esteem, that's often shitty for your health, shitty for your relationships, and, you know, shitty for just functioning on a daily basis. And one way to know if you are avoiding feelings regularly is is you might be feeling closed off. You might be feeling protective, like you don't trust people, you don't trust life, or um, you're afraid of taking action. And maybe this is not a general thing you do in your life, but maybe a certain aspect of your life, right? It could be maybe in your work life, um, or it could be with your parenting, it could be in your love life, like, or with your friends, whatever it is, it might show up also in one area. But oftentimes, it, it has a tendency, these kinds of things have a tendency to show up in, um, in more than one aspect of life. So what is a sensitive soul to do? You know, the truth is, you do have these big emotions on a regular basis. Um, so what do you do with them in a way that's going to be more helpful for you, more supportive for you in the long run? Okay, now I'm going to get into that. First of all, whatever you do, do not ever judge the emotion for being there. Do not ever judge yourself for feeling this way. That's really, I cannot emphasize this enough. You want to trust yourself that your unconscious has a really good reason for feeling the way it does, okay? And whatever you do, do not take actions or make decisions from that place or, you know, or maybe change your mind about a decision that you'd already made. Now, understand that your brain has a very strong negativity bias. So in those moments, it will only focus on the dark stuff, Okay, it's going to paint everything black. Your, your life and your relationships and your everything is just going to feel really overwhelming, really dark. And that's totally normal. Okay, 
Um, so that means, all that means is that in, when you're in the grip of that strong emotion, that is not the time, um, that, um, for, you know, for the, for your best ideas to flow. That is not the best time for creativity. Okay. You'll have plenty of time for all of that once you have processed it all. So the thing you want to do when you're overcome by a really strong emotion, like let's say maybe it's shame or worry or anxiety, um, maybe humiliation, what have you, uh, when you're like in the heat of it, um, you want to, <laughs> ready for this? You want to feel the emotion. You want to allow the emotion. I know this is not easy. Okay. In fact, we love to resist this so much that that's really what gets us into trouble in the first place. You know, like all the things we do in order to avoid feeling this way, to distract ourselves, um, like I explained above, like I explained earlier. But those things never really make it better, especially not in the long run. They, in the long run, they always end up compounding against us. And the thing is, it is totally normal for your brain to resist the strong emotion because what's happening is that your nervous system is perceiving um, a threat, a stress. So of course, it's trying to avoid that. But really, you and I both know logically that an emotion can't actually harm us. So what does processing all that look like? Now, if you think for a moment about what an emotion is, it's like a vibration in your body. Um, so you want to be welcoming that vibration, that physiological phenomenon um, in your body, first and foremost. You want to get curious about it, okay? Um, so you might be wondering, like, you might be asking, like, where is this located? Is it static? Does it move? Does it have a color? Does it have a shape? You know, just getting curious and trying to get specific, as specific about it as possible. Like, how would you explain it to a 10-year-old in the simplest terms? For me, for example, when I'm really anxious, something, uh, you know, something that also happens every time I hear the news these days, there is this really big, like, uncomfortable ball of, like, vibration. It's like a buzzing around my solar plexus, like in the middle of my torso, and it tends to radiate out from there. So once I get curious and specific about how the vibration shows up in my body, then I might use a somatic technique. So that really means anything that gets me back into my body and out of my head, because this is not the time to get all into your head, all into the thoughts that are causing the emotion in the first place. Okay? You want to be bringing yourself back into the body again and again, as many times as it takes. So this is us calming the nervous system, uh, bringing safety back into the body while feeling and processing that emotion. Because remember, the nervous system is perceiving a threat. And so we're trying to calm it down and nothing better than reconnecting um, back to the body for that. So what does this look like? This might be something really stupid, simple, like changing your posture. It can be really very surprisingly powerful. Like even think about the word depression. It's like something that pushes you down. Um, it makes you small. 
So changing your posture can be really impactful for changing your psychology. So if you're all hunched up to be op- like to open up your torso, to move your shoulders back, even open up your arms, these things can have a real impact on your emotional state. So, and then relaxing the body, relaxing the shoulders, relaxing the back of the tongue, like, you know, and of course, a really powerful tool that you can use at this point is breathing. So for example, for me, that anxiety that's just buzzing, that ball that's like buzzing in my torso, I would be breathing into and through that, into and through that as many times as necessary. Now, another powerful tool that I teach my clients is tapping or EFT, emotional freedom technique. There are lots of videos on YouTube if you want to see this. It's really, it's really simple, it's really elegant, and it really works. Another thing is humming. Like think about the OM in yoga, that feeling that resonance throughout your body. There is something really deeply calming um, to your nervous system when you when you're humming or just any kind of movement. You know, if you have the possibility to just go walk outside and to get the sun in your eyes and on your skin, um, or maybe you're home, but like you put on some music and you start dancing. Really, anything that will help you stay present in the present moment with the emotion um, and also allowing it to move through your body. And this whole process, it really depends on the situation. It might take, you know, as little as a few seconds to a few hours, to days, really depending on what the feeling is and what the situation, the underlying situation is. And by the way, I want to point out something really important here. Now, we talk about vibrations. I mean, we talk about emotions being like being vibrations that travel through the body. So of course, it goes without saying that one very fundamental thing is that your body be resilient enough to handle such a thing, okay? If you joined my recent breakfast challenge, this is what we talked about all day long. And if you haven't done that, really make sure to go back and listen to my last episode. And along with that, and I would also say another amazing place to start is also going to bed early, sleeping early. I also have a an episode called Why You Must Go to Sleep. I will, of course, put the links in the show notes to those episodes, I would really recommend that you also work on, you know, having a really resilient body that will be up to, up to the task. Okay. So, so you've been processing the physiological event, um, that vibration of the emotion. So how do you know when you're ready to move on to the next step? Now, you cannot rush this process. Okay. If the uncomfortable sensation is still there, you know that you're not there yet, okay? So this is a process of like, you are, you are making space, like you are holding space for the emotion, but you are not in charge here. Like you really have to understand that like you control what you can, which is making that space and like really being present, but you also relinquish control over what you can't control, which is however long that vibration is going to take to travel through your body, Okay. And when it has been processed, you will notice it. Well, it it will no longer be there and you will probably be feeling lighter and more peaceful. And when that happens, you can move on to the next step. Now, the thing to understand is that our emotions, they're like messengers, right? 
So we don't shoot the messenger, we process it, we process the emotion, and we get curious about the message it has for us. And there is a great question that I like to ask at this point, which is, is this emotion from an old hurt? Okay, is it like, is it just so familiar to me because I felt it for such a long time? Or does it genuinely belong to the present moment? And it can be either or, or it can be both, really, as the case may be. Again, remember, you never make yourself wrong for the emotion. But when you're working on processing it properly, you're avoiding being in reactive mode and just doing things reflexively that you end up regretting later, right? So let's say, for example, you invited a friend to go get coffee um, because you really want to ask their advice on something and they said no because they're not available that afternoon. And let's say that as a result of this, you found yourself feeling kind of rejected, abandoned, resentful, what have you. Now, it might be that this friend often says no. They're rarely there for you when you need them. And maybe there's genuinely grounds for reconsidering your relationship with them. That's one possibility. And of course, in that case, you know, the fact that you process the emotion first and you don't just act like in a reactive way is going to bring you to a more neutral place where you can decide calmly what to do about this situation. For example, if you want to have a, you know, conversation with them, again, it's going to be so much better to do that when you're not feeling triggered. Now, another possibility might be that, you know, this friend really, if you think about it, actually rarely says no to you. They're usually available when you need them. They do genuinely support you. And they're just probably not available in this particular moment, just like they said. But when you ask yourself the question of whether this is an old hurt, and if so, when was the first time you remember feeling this emotion, maybe then you have a very interesting story that emerges. Let's say, for example, that you know you happen to have an experience from your childhood about a caretaker who often didn't pay attention to you because they were going through their own stuff, okay? And they were not really there for you when you were going through a hard time. And those feelings of rejection and abandonment that you're feeling right now today, they actually date from a really long time ago. And even though this new situation sparked them again, when you take the time to process the emotion and ask yourself these like really useful questions, you know that your friend here is really not at fault. So instead of maybe having said something in the heat of the moment that you may regret later, you turn your gaze inward and maybe you use this opportunity to reparent yourself, you know, to give yourself what you didn't get as a child. And you take the opportunity to understand yourself better, to understand your own patterns better, and to forgive yourself for having emotions that are sometimes disproportionate to the situation at hand. Because really, when you think about it, we are beings mostly driven by our unconscious. Very few things actually make rational sense. So really, no problem there. And remember what I said earlier about life being 50-50, and there are actually many times 
where your feeling is totally appropriate for the situation. Like, be it grief or sadness or disappointment and frustration and anger. Um, these are an integral part of the human experience. And again, often totally appropriate. So remember here that our thoughts create our feelings. So you want to get clear with yourself. You know, let's say you feel really angry because of an injustice that you witnessed. You don't want to change your thought about that situation in order to feel better, right? You want to be the person who gets angry um, when they perceive an injustice. But again, processing that emotion will always help you identify these things and then make the appropriate decisions on how to move forward, like a mature adult, basically. But again, you never want to be in judgment, thinking that, you know, this shouldn't be happening, you know, not gaslighting yourself, in other words. So here's what I want to leave you with today. Unless you do this work, unless, um, you know, you do the work of making space for negative emotion, you will not have as big a capacity for positive emotion. Your capacity to make space for the depths of despair will grow your capacity to feel joy and to feel present to the little pleasures of your everyday life. When we live our lives avoiding feeling our feelings, we end up being reactive all the time. We end up really not being in our full power in our own life. And, you know, all this is part of having your own back, of building that muscle of self-trust, which are things I've already talked about on this podcast before. And these are the things that will allow you to build a beautiful relationship with yourself. This one skill is what will allow you to come out of your comfort zone. It's like the power formula for your life. And when you're on the other side, my friend, you feel clarity and calm and magical things start to happen. And you start waking up to your purpose and to a sense of being right with the world. You get unafraid of life. And who doesn't want that? Come on. <laughs> so this one simple tool is something that will change how you experience your life in a radical way. And as tools go, again, it is pretty simple, and yet it's not always easy. It takes lots of practice. It takes lots of redirecting your focus, lots of discipline to keep doing the hard thing until it becomes second nature. And of course, I can totally help you with this. And of course, many other tools like this. Just drop me an email if you'd like to find out more. You can write me at contact at theomnivorous.com. And of course, that's also in the show notes. All right. Have a wonderful week, my friends, and I will speak with you next time. Thank you so much for tuning in. Your interest and attention mean the world to me. If you'd like to continue the conversation, just hop on over to our Facebook group, Redefining the Good Life community. See you in there.